Well, hello. Good evening, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the Arms Boom and Like Project. Happy to have you along for the ride, as always, as we continue our Season 2 2022 extravaganza bonanza of all things live streaming and podcasting YQG. Happy to have you along for the ride. My name is Arms. And yeah, we got lots of ground, lots of topics, lots of cool stuff to talk about tonight with uh, not even a guest, like family at this point. Uh, joining the ranks of the three-timers on the program since we launched this back in May of 2021. We'll welcome our guest on the show in the next couple of minutes. Uh, encourage you to check out the brand new website that we have launched, uh, armsboomandlike.com. All the content siphoned into one place for you to find, including some of our key partners, including the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society and Eyes on Windsor for all things good news and events in Windsor-Essex. Got lots of really neat things to share with you, some interesting topics to dive into. But before we welcome my guest on the program tonight, also want to do a plug for something that's coming up in just about a month's time from now. Um, if you weren't aware, the United States is going through a blood shortage in terms of blood uh, donations, transfusions for folks who are in need of uh, emergency surgeries, uh, blood transfusions, uh, things of that nature. Now, in Canada, they haven't rung the alarm yet, but it's getting there in terms of uh, a shortage of blood donations. So we're happy to say, despite the pandemic, despite Omicron, we are back with uh, a very important event coming up on February 16th. It is the third annual Liam Lionheart Blood Drive. It's going to be taking place at the Knights of Columbus Hall in the beautiful town of Amherstburg, Ontario, on Wednesday, February 16th, from 1 until 7. Our good friends at Canadian Blood Services are hosting this event. Uh, we'll be out there. We're hoping that you can make a donation of your time and uh, donate blood if you are able to and willing to, to help support Canada's lifeline. So if you want to find out more information, you can go to blood.ca or one to donate And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody out there. It has been just a long time since we've had a chance to do this in person. Uh, I've been giving blood through the last year. You know, a lot of folks don't necessarily feel comfortable uh, doing so, it is 100% safe and uh, easy to do. And I know our friends at Canadian Blood Services would be very happy to have that participation from Windsor and Essex County. What can I say about my guest here, except that he's a solid guy. Uh, joining the Three Timers Club on the show, Mr. Adam Castle for episode three. What's going on, brother man? Adams, you thank you so much for having me, buddy. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. Oh, my God. So, like... We got lots of stuff, man. Uh, We're creeping up on year two of this show, or year one, officially your birthday for this show. I know. Dude, um, hard to believe different time back in May of 2021, like kind of like tepidly putting my foot in the water of this world of podcast, live streaming, whatever the hell you want to call it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. You're on different footing now. It's cool. It's cool to see you. You're thriving, man. I'm just having fun doing it. Right. And, you know, it's easy to do when we've got good folks like yourself ready to hop on. And, you know, I I always say to folks who, you know, want to come on the show, they're like, oh, what do you talk about for like an hour? I'm like, you'd be surprised how quickly the time goes. Right. So, yeah, 100%. Um, happy to have you on. 100%. So good holiday. I know you're on our year ender, but uh, yeah, yeah it, give it me an update holiday, on you. Man. You know what? Uh, we sort of sprinted into those those uh, Christmas holidays, which were great. And then, uh, and then we had like a week of nothing where we really just sort of <laughs> did very, very little. I was off the workout routine. I was just totally relaxed, tons of reading and tons of sort of resting and seeing family and catching up with friends, which is always sort of something I, I never tend to do enough of during the year. So uh, always grateful for it. It's a weird time, eh, right? Between Christmas and New Year's because it's like, 
You don't know what time it is. I don't know about you, but you're There's like no concept of what day, what time exactly. it is. Their sleep schedule's gone. It's there's nothing. There's nothing holding you, <laughs> holding to anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's the wild west, man. So you just kind of like hang out in like pajamas and you know, kind of debate time where you yeah. know how time <laughs> is moving. But it's good. Yeah, kind of. You try. You make a lot of lists, and you're like, oh, I gotta get this done. Never happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> you do it all on the Sunday before work starts. That's right. And then you get like the scary Sundays and you're like, oh my God, back into the swing of things too, right? Yeah. So yeah. 2022, man, um, let's talk about WeTech and let's talk about all the kick-ass things that you guys yeah, are doing right. at uh, WeTech. There's, there's so many things going on this year. I'm so excited. Um, we sort of ended our, our year with a bang. We sort of came together as, as directors on our team and we uh, put together sort of all of our important tasks and the timeline for this next sort of quarter. And um, it just planning makes everything so much easier uh, to be able to see and, and, and know sort of what's coming up. And, and we've got some, some really cool stuff, man. So four things that I actually want to mention tonight uh, on the WeTech front. So um, coming up first on February 9th, um, in the evening there, we've got a really cool innovation showcase. So Arms, you know that we're in the automotive capital of Canada, the automobility capital of Canada. Now that we've uh, we've changed the moniker, um, we've got a really good company here called i5o. And i5o works with manufacturers. And really what they do is they use AI vision systems to take a look at production facilities. So where there's lines, where there's lots of people doing different things. And it says, okay, here's your outlet. Here's what you can start doing better based on the movements and how people are moving around the space. Here's how you can start to maybe move a machine over here. So that way you're not getting so much travel time between one machine to the next, or maybe move a bucket for some parts over here. So that way someone's not walking, you know, 15 feet in one direction or two directions just to get something. Um, and so they've got all these different ways to take a look at sort of the overlay of the, the field and say like, here's, here's the different things you can do to make your business better uh, from, a, from an industrial standpoint. So they're gonna be showing how their tech works on a 5G network. So it's in partnership with the Ontario Centers for Innovation and the Encore network through Sengen. So Encore is a 5G uh, testbed network uh, that's across Ontario and they're gonna be using it to, uh, to show off their tech. So that happens on the 9th and that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. We're, we're pretty pumped for it. Are they, um, they're rooted obviously here in, in the Windsor area. They've got shot like their, their, yeah. their ba bases here locally. Yes. Yeah, so they've got a kind of a cool story. So they started in the Valley and then one of their co-founders, Kizer has uh, actually moved to Windsor, Essex, saw sort of the light, uh, and decided that this was, uh, this is the place to be. They had the, you know, the huge concentration of manufacturing, not just in our direct backyard, but in our immediate backyard in Detroit as well. Um, and they, uh, they had to get in. So yeah, so they, they landed, uh, they actually have been out of um, the, uh, the Center for Innovation, Automobility Innovation uh, that Invest Windsor Essex has. And so they've been uh, operating out of there for a couple of years now, I think. So uh, really cool stuff. That's awesome. And then you've got like other things that are past this pretty monumentous uh, occasion that's coming up. Yeah, this is just this is just like one quick highlight of one of our clients. We also have uh, a huge IP boot camp uh, that we're running starting in February with the team over at uh, Bearskin and Par Lawyers. Um, so they're specific to intellectual property. So they look at patents, they look at um, all types of different intellectual property, you know, all of your, your different sort of um, different categories there. So you've got uh, tons and tons of different ways to protect your ideas, right? Whether that be 
um, you know, physical designs or whether that be wording through uh, different copyrights, uh, which in Canada is sort of this, this great system that if you create it, it's copyrighted type deal. Um, and so how that all works and, and figure out the ways to, to really protect your ideas as a business. And so that lasts for about eight weeks, uh, which is going to be fantastic. You go through four sort of group sessions uh, with a cohort, and then you also get four sessions with the lawyers too, to really create your IP strategy, your intellectual property strategy. And um, you know, companies that are getting invested in now, um, they've got a lot of this, what we're calling soft assets, right? This intellectual property that they've got ideas that they've protected, um, that they can bring to market and not worry about it being stolen by, by other entities and, you know, be able to protect those types of things. So um, that'll be a cool one. And it's something that, uh, that we've sort of noted as, as being really important uh, to the he overall health of, of growing sort of scaling businesses. So um, that one's going to be great. And then moving into March. So like, a little ways down the road, we've got Tech Week coming up, which is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Every day we sort of have this different theme and a different event uh, with something almost certainly sort of for everyone. You know, there's entrepreneurs and students that are welcome, talent that are looking for new jobs, and even people in the community that just really want to know more about what's going on in technology in Windsor, Essex, and Chatham Kent. Um, and then we also have on March 3rd, so early March there, this incredible Ask Me Anything. So Arms, you're a Redditor, right? Oh, I love Reddit. Are you kidding? Love you it. You ever go on those AMAs when you have oh, your yeah. favorite people and you get to ask them anything, they answer all these questions and it just, it's so good. So Diana Goodwin is the CEO and founder of Aquamobile and MarketBox, and she's going to be doing an AMA with all of our clients. Um, and she's an expert specifically in the space of that business to business sort of software piece, but she's been in Forbes and Huffington Post and on Dragon's Den. She's won a ton of awards and stuff like that as well. And so we are so thrilled actually to be having her back uh, to talk to our entire portfolio about their sort of burning questions uh, about business. So that's going to be amazing as well. And that's on March 3rd. AMAs are always wild too, right? Because it's like so open good. the gates, right? Open the gates yeah. and get a little bit raw and, and personal. Oh, for sure. And you don't always get that opportunity to do something like that when you're in, you know, a workshop or a webinar or whatever, but this is just, it's just questions. It's just sort of a conversation. So, um, and she's really great at like thinking really tactically and giving really concrete tools uh, that she's used to grow two businesses uh, actually really successfully. So uh, it'll be neat. You guys are busy. We're super busy. And that's just, that's only scratching the surface of the first half of the year. Uh, it only, uh, it only gets busier from there. So we're very excited. It's going to be a, a big year for programming, um, a huge year for entrepreneurs in our region. There's a lot of supports that are coming their way. Um, and we're so excited that we get to, to share in providing them. You know, what's great about the fact that WeTech has that pulse on sort of that development front of not only technology, but certainly that, that piece of entrepreneurship that goes into it as well. And I love the fact that you make your content, and I, 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 I'd assume this is part, part and parcel because Yvonne, um, you know, and, and, and certainly everybody on staff, including yourself, but you guys make your content very relatable and I think very accessible. And I don't mean accessible in the stodgy sense where it's like, oh God, okay, yeah, like it's the information's here. But I go back to the tech week, right? And I don't know if you guys are doing it this year because of COVID and Omicron and all that, I'm going to say crap. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it is, the events are very, they're friendly for somebody who I consider myself to be somewhat techie, but I'm not like yeah. in your realm. It's like, I see these things yeah. like the nerd Olympics that come up and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's kind of cool. I could see myself getting into that or these AMAs that are coming yeah. up. It's like, wait a second. I can, you're, you're really not paring down that information, but you're making it accessible to a wider audience. 
Yeah, I mean, a big part of our job is to get people engaged, right? Like we want to build this community. We want to build sort of excitement around it. Um, you'll sort of notice now we've got a really sort of keen focus. So you'll have these really community-minded sort of events, especially in Tech Week coming up. And then we've got events that are specifically for the entrepreneurs that are really sort of out there on the front lines, uh, grinding away and, and trying to grow their businesses. We want to make sure we're taking care of them, uh, you know, simultaneously, right, as everybody else. So uh, you'll sort of see the two. But that's, I mean, a huge team effort. We've got an amazing graphic designer and marketer in, in John Mark Fashion on our team. We've got obviously Yvonne, who's a brilliant marketing mind. And we've got a brand new team member as well, Shreya Sheth, who just joined us. And she's a manager of programming and events. So she's working both on the client side and on the, uh, the community side as well, facing uh, for all of these events and hackathons that we've got coming up. So um, we're, uh, we're moving, man. It's, it's, there's a lot of momentum here. We're excited to, to bring it. Okay, tell me about these hackathons. This is something I've, yeah. I've, I've heard even in the traditional broadcast sense, like we used to cover this stuff on CK. And I'd be like, again, I'm not a huge techie guy, right? I'm proud of myself when I can like do a Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm like, yes, I'm techie. I can do Squarespace. Look at me. But no, but like, what is a hackathon? What are these things about? So hackathons really are this great way to bring together a community and, and focus in on specific problems or specific sort of challenges uh, that either industry has or communities have. Um, we've done hackathons in the realm of health, healthcare. So trying to tackle sort of healthcare challenges using technology. We've done it. Uh, Eerie Hacks is another one that we're a big part of. And that's involved with uh, hacking sort of programming for um, healthy water systems. Uh, so it, it looks at helping out uh, Lake St. Clair and Lake Erie um, and how we provide technology to do that. Um, so really, there's a bunch of different focuses. Hackathons are open pretty much globally to just about anybody unless they've got sort of a very specific lens. But generally, participants can join from wherever they want, especially when they're virtual, which they are now almost all the time, right? Um, and so what they're able to do is join either by themselves or join up with a team and they put together these little projects, almost like proof of concept. So they're not going to look great. They may not work perfectly well, but they sort of give an idea of what this technology could be used for if it were developed sort of fully. Um, and then they pitch and you can get money, you can get prizes, you can get scholarships. Uh, the team that runs the uh, the Windsor Hackathon here, the Border Hacks, every single year just puts together the most insane prize package for participants. Um, and it's really cool. And they also have like games and stuff. So if the tech side of things, the coding side of things isn't what you're into. A couple of years ago, we had a hackathon and we did a full Minecraft server. So people did like That's builds awesome. in Minecraft with whatever they wanted to do. And uh, we had challenges for that. It ended up being so cool too. So uh, yeah, they're, they're really neat. If, if you want to sort of check that type of stuff out, um, if you're looking for it, uh, you can actually head to wetech-alliance.com uh, slash uh, techconnect, um, and you'll be able to connect in with uh, with a ton of events that we've got coming up throughout the year and, and all of this information that I've sort of shared. Now, speaking of connecting with that information and everything that's going on with WeTech, uh, you're connecting to the community in terms of the mental health lens. I know that you're yeah. a Soul Focus ambassador. And uh, there's a lot of things that are near and dear to your heart that are coming up as well for CMHA. Man, I wanted to touch on this so bad because one, we just passed Blue Monday, which, you know, saddest, most depressing day of the year. It's that weird period after the holidays where sort of you're back to work, but it's still dark out at, you know, 5 p.m. and everything kind of sucks still outside. It's too cold to really enjoy it. So not, a lot of people are feeling anxiety right now. 
Um, and especially because we're, you know, we're going through COVID still very much in this pandemic and uh, the anxiety rates of people just throughout uh, Ontario have been sort of going up and up. Uh, you know, last year it was clocked in at 25%, so one in four. Um, and, and this year, or sorry, uh, the year before that was one in five. And this year we're at one in four already. So like, it's, it's continuing to sort of uh, progress. People are, uh, you know, reporting those anxious sort of feelings. And so there's lots and lots of resources out there. Um, so CMHA, obviously an amazing organization. I know you're, you're one of the, the sole ambassadors as well. And, uh, and actually, uh, I want to plan a sole ambassador get together as soon as we're able to, uh, maybe use the new space for Windsor Eats, uh, to do that. But, um, they've awesome. got some great events coming up. Um, so on the 25th, so next week, there's a great webinar just about healthy minds for life. Um, and it's really just focusing in on, on self-awareness. How do you start to, how do you start to take on a journey of mental health? How do you start to acknowledge that you've got some stuff that you want to sort of work through? So, um, those like beginning sort of steps. And then on January 27th, a really great piece of training as well. It's called assist. Um, and it's actually a suicide assistance, uh, um, uh, program that actually intervenes and it teaches you sort of the tools that you need, um, in order to help support people going through some really tough stuff. So it gives you sort of uh, a toolbox to use, uh, when you're in a crisis, when someone else, you know, is in a crisis, uh, it gives you sort of the tools to look for and, and, and how to sort of step in and be a, a really healthy support, um, in those moments. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then we've got, you know, a ton of other things, right? We've got parenting through grief coming up in February, another webinar that they're offering through and, all of our kids are, are going through so much right now. They're grieving, you know, what they've what they've lost in terms of friendship time and, and sports and extracurricular activities. Um, parenting right now, is, as you know, it's not an easy time, right? So they've got some cool webinars for that too. Um, and then that's sort of uh, in February as well. On the first, they've got one on enhancing emotional wellness. I'm just trying to figure out how do you sort of center yourself at the beginning of the day, right? We wanted to talk about um, getting ourselves settled in the morning and what's that sort of morning routine. Figuring out what your emotional wellness sort of ability is and how you're able to, to get yourself to that point is a big piece of it. So they've got tools out there for, uh, for people to take a look at. I'll post them all in the chat as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a testament to, you know, CMHA for sort of, not, I don't want to say pivoting because I think we've, we've talked when you've been on the show before about how crucial mental health and mental wellness, like when I had Jan Kaffer on uh, just before Christmas, we were talking about how healthcare as a whole will have to start mm -hmm. to pivot to that mental health lens. I think yeah. in earnest, once we get a firm grasp on what's been happening post COVID, not only from you know, parents and children who have been isolated, but certainly, um, you know, frontliners, uh, healthcare oh, yeah. workers, all of that needs to be addressed. And that's going to be uh, a continual push for that mental health and mental wellness well into the next like 10 to 15 years. But yeah, we haven't uh, really scratched the surface, right? We're going through uh, a collective trauma right now. So like rinse, uh, wash, repeat, right? Yeah, no um, kidding, right? No Especially kidding. with so, Omicron, right? It's uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see where it all lays us out in the next little bit. So, um, yeah, well, that's great. Yeah. That's great that they're continuing to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know they're always such a great resource, and um, there's always something, right? If you're if you like learning new things, even if you don't think it's going to be for you, just attend something, right? It's free. Almost everything now is free and online and virtual, so might as well reach out and connect, right? Like this show. Absolutely. Exactly. It won't cost you a dime. Simple as that. Hey, Josh, welcome, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Welcome to the program, big guy. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, when you talk about that parenting thing, too, 
you know, just to kind of get off the rails here for a bit and, and to talk a little bit about that stress of parenting, it's like, uh, I know in our, our, our guys group chat, so to speak, that we kind of joke around with between me, you, Adriano and Ian (laughs) on a daily basis. We're like, uh, long story short, um, Liam came home from daycare last Friday, not feeling the greatest. Um, and you know, we already have concerns about his heart and his heart condition. Uh, mm-hmm. and always the COVID thing is on our, our radar. Oh, I hear, uh, that's okay. No, I love the dogs. I, I'm, I'm the humane society guy, man. It's that's all right, good. That's right. They're both rescues. They're both rescues. I love it. Now, even if they're not people who love animals have a special place in my heart. It's all good, brother. Um, long story short. So he comes home, wasn't feeling well. His hands and feet are abnormally cold. Um, so I decide, uh, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, maybe it's cause we had that huge cold snap last weekend. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and we play in the basement, him and I play in the basement on stop long. Uh, I put him in the bath. Uh, I put in a little bit of a warmer water in the bath for him. It com- comes up to about here with the warm water. Right. Usually I keep the water to about here. It wasn't scalding hot, but it was warm. Yeah. Um, let him sit in the bathtub. I'm watching him. And he says to me while he's sitting in the bath, dad, I, can I lay down? And I'm like, uh, can't lay down in the bath yeah. <laughs> like 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 just let me get you out here bud so i get him out i pick him out of the bath i put him down i turn around i hear thwack oh. turn around he collapses uh he's out like just collapse and i like i get goosebumps telling it man i like picked him up and he's just limp and i like hollered for carrie carrie comes running into the room i put him on liam's bed and he comes to and he starts to laugh and then he starts crying so I'm thinking because the water was warm and he wasn't feeling well. Yeah. That he, but you never know. Like when you have a heart warrior like my son, it's like automatically there's that monster in the closet that's like there's something wrong with this thing. So I said, yeah, to Carrie, yeah. like, you fought, you fought so hard to get him home, you know? So, right. It's, uh, yeah. So I'm like, I said to Carrie, I'm like, do you want to bring him to Windsor Reach? And so we checked the wait time at Windsor Reach and it was like something huge. And, you know, every time we bring, we brought him in, they've, he's got great service, but, you know, they're not specialists down here, right? Right. So they'll yep. say, you have to go for an echocardiogram. And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, we already knew that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so we're like, yeah. okay, look, we're going to watch him and see how it goes. So long story short, Carrie gets a hold of his cardiologist um, Monday in London, Dr. Gratton, who is the man's okay. a saint, calls it, she says, I got an opening. You guys are due up here for uh, EKG and echocardiogram, all that kind of stuff uh, next month. Come up now. Mm-hmm. We'll scan them now. I don't think it's anything. So Carrie and my mother-in-law drive up and I'm like, I was telling Melanie Coulter, uh, you know, I'm just like, it's, it's always terrifying. Like when you, yeah, when you take your, your child up to the 401, yeah, hundred percent, you got yeah. a bag and it's like, is this the trip we're going to go up to sick kids for emergency surgery? I don't know. So they go up, I don't hear anything and it's different, right? Like I used to be able to go into London Health Sciences with them, but now because of COVID. Well, because um, yeah, there's, that's all kinds of different protocols and yeah, right? it, there's a it's lot a less person. communication, right? Yeah. So Carrie's in, my mother-in-law's in the car, they do the EKG, everything is stable, thank God. Okay. And uh, they come home, it's just been a long freaking week. So when you yeah. talk about the stress of parents right now, okay, uh, I get it. I think most it's parents get level. it. It's but, next level. Yeah, it's scary as hell, man. So oh, just throwing I, it I, out there. There's a little bit of drama from us. I can't even imagine, man. I can't. I can't imagine. And I and I know it's you know it, it's that 
it's reliving right all of the the initial trauma and uh it just brings you back to those moments and and you feel helpless and as parents right and and men we want to be strong we want to be you know there for everybody who needs us all the time and um and then, not always and, possible right you know i'm gonna be honest with you man like because you're you're a friend and people who watch the show or listen to the show it's like i felt like an asshole because carrie's like well didn't you take yeah. test the, the bath water i'm like yeah i did Carrie. and she goes yeah but you i take baths like honestly like you're burning the sin off of me like, like, <laughs> yeah, I, like yeah. I literally like, I'm like, and well, I love it as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I just soak. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm cognizant of the fact that Liam is not, uh, he's got a smaller body. That's he's all. A smaller, he's got smaller, a different yeah. heart. Right. So less, I didn't want to eat up. Yeah. I didn't want to cook the kid, but I also wanted to, his hands were ice anyway. So it just yeah. turned out is Dr. Gratton said, it's probably because the bath was a little bit warm. You know, he hasn't been eating and he, he's, he's, he's not been feeling well. So, but I still feel like, like I said to Carrie, I go, that was like, honestly, like, dude, we'd be sitting in sick kids when he'd be half machine more than kid. Yeah. And I'd be looking at him. And I, and I remember the t the doctors would say to us, you know, if he collapses, that's a sign. So I just, he's, I pick him up and he's limp and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, like I just, I hollered Carrie and, and, and Carrie yeah. comes running. She goes, I've never heard you yell like that. Like, I don't yell, but just like, it was like something's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's your so, panic, honestly. And those like the syncope, right? The the fainting, it just like it's one of those things that can be anything and everything. Um, and like, yeah, and I had an experience with it in the summer, actually, after a super long ride. Um, I passed out one night after one of the big long, long CMHA rides and uh had to go to the hospital and was there till you know almost all night, check checking my heart and ended up being nothing but, uh, you know, some dehydration and, and a little, uh, a little tiredness, but, um, it's scary. You never know, right. You just never know what those, those moments are. Right. So thank goodness he's okay. I, I agree with Josh. Yeah. I, I, and I was like venting to you guys cause I went like radio silent for like two days on our group chat. And then I was venting to the three of you guys. And I know Ian chimed in, uh, Macri from fight like Mason a little bit about, you know, some of the things that he had gone through with Mace and, oh, yeah. you know, Adriano was commenting on a few things. I know you were too. <laughs> of, course, so. of course, Aiden and I are just like, we have dogs. Uh, hey, man, that it's, it's, that's your fam, right? That's, I get it. That's fam jam. No, it's and, not. There's a different, there's different things at stake there. And well, like, and it's, it's a whole other level, right? And, and we recognize it. Um, it but. It's, it's, it was just, I, I still feel like it. I'm going to say it again. I feel like an asshole because it's just like, you know, the one kid I just, and care. And like, I know I said, now it's like, I gave him a bath before we did the show tonight. And sure. I bought like a dude, I got a thermometer. I'm putting it in the top. Right? Well, I'm like literally putting my elbows in and I'm like, dude, do you feel okay? And he's like, yeah, dad, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to go play. Yeah. So, oh, man. Stress, well, you're, man. you're obviously the farthest, the farthest thing from, and you know, everything you do comes from a good place. And, and he knows that too. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what kids care about. That's all they care about is that consistency and love. And that's all that matters when, when they look back to you. Right. So, yeah. Well, anyway, sort of go on a tangent. When you talk about stress, it's like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, man, I, I feel it. Yeah, that's uh, that's heavy, heavy stuff. That's not the not the most exciting start to the first uh, first couple of weeks of the year, but but it only gets better from here, right? Yeah. Well, it's, oh, I got a little bit stress. more gray hair, and like I said, like poor Carrie. You know, Carrie's you know pregnant, and yeah. she's like, you're gonna give me a yeah, heart attack, and I'm that, like, right? anyways. And uh, anyways, enough about my drama for your mama here. Um, we talk about <laughs> mental health, but it's good that CMHA has those outlets because we all could use a top up.
when it comes yeah. to talking to people. If you don't have a group chat like we do, or you don't have people you can rely on, there are supports that CMHA is putting in place for pandemic stress. There's tons, tons of supports and beyond CMHA too. So there's actually some some cool tech tools uh, that I'd love to share as well. So um, there's a couple that I've been using uh, since last year uh, that have been really good. So I, uh, I have generalized anxiety disorder, um, have had it uh, since university. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes it flares up worse than others and there's no rhyme or reason. You sort of just have to, uh, you have to deal with it. And so, um, there's two really great sort of apps that I, I like to use. One is called, uh, Wobot. Um, and Wobot is this awesome sort of AI, um, CB, uh, CBT. So cognitive behavioral therapy robot, um, or intelligence. Uh, and basically it has these little conversations with you and it sends you prompts, ask you how you're doing. Um, but it's got these really great, so CBT is this incredible sort of framework for therapy, um, that, uh, that I learned a whole lot about actually in university and social work. And, and really what it is, is it, it allows people to basically have this massive sort of toolbox and pick through and figure out what works to sort of tackle things for them. And what's really interesting about CBT is that you don't need necessarily to have um, a, a really sort of in-depth conversation with anyone. You don't need to have sort of that psychotherapy sort of talk therapy piece, although there's a time and a place for that. Sometimes you really just want like a quick hit of something to sort of center yourself and sort of keep going. A little reminder of, you know, hey, there's tools in your own toolbox that you can figure out. You can save this, you know, heavy stuff for your for your therapist a little bit later. And so... Wobot's really great for that. It'll actually send you messages and check in and see how you're doing. Uh, so if you're someone that doesn't have a huge network or you're looking to sort of strengthen that or have some more supportive sort of voices in your life, this is a really great little tool that can do that and, and help you provide. And also to like use it to challenge yourself in how you interact with others. So teach some of these tools to someone else too. And, and you, may be, uh, you may be helping a whole lot more than you think. Um, and then that's very sort of a simple tools. It's a high level and I'll send it in the chat, but there's another one called Abila CBT. Um, so again, based on that cognitive behavioral therapy piece, again, really great toolbox. It basically gives you the tools to think differently. It reframes the way you're thinking about things because the truth of the matter is our brains aren't always truthful to us. And every thought that we have doesn't have to be real. It doesn't have to be something we bring into the world. We can say, that's cool. That's a crappy thought. I don't want to <laughs> necessarily act on it. Thank you, next, right? And so CBT really helps you identify when you're having those different thoughts and lets you sort of release things. And so a bill of CBT is actually free to anybody in Ontario. So really, really great news. Um, sponsored by the Ontario government. And it's a platform that combines sort of self-serve CBT. So all these lessons you can go and take on your own. But also you get teamed up with an actual counselor um, that's able to sort of walk you through the program itself, um, take you through the exercises, give you homework because mental health is a lot of homework. It's a lot of self-work, um, but it's always, always worth it. And so those two services are just fantastic. Um, and so if you're looking for a couple extra things to sort of help you out, especially through uh, the blue days of winter, um, those are two great picks uh, to take a look at. And they're free, so anyone can access yeah, you're gonna have to put those in the chat for me too, because I would love. I mean, like you, um, I I I do suffer from GAD too, right? So I yeah. I get the the work that happens that has to happen if you want to have those changes. So, um, yeah, it's it's tougher than not uh, most though, right? When you have those thoughts popping in your head, sometimes you're like, 
like it's hard to it's hard, it's yeah, hard, it's hard man to, it's hard to push through them it's hard to push them down I, I mean i'm really lucky i've got such a great team at work you know so i know if i'm feeling super anxious and have a, an anxious conversation i can reach out to uh, our director of of operations one of my good friends adam fry and and you know chat through it and, and having those people in your life you guys in the chat group um, is such a great tool too to just have you know your community around you and say like hey I'm having the worst day or a day that feels like the worst day even though it probably isn't and uh, and and need some help working through it right. Uh, Mima says hey uh, sounds like great tools especially when mental health is on the rud with COVID so thanks for the info and Adam's Wonderful. got the uh, information here too it's in the chat itself so folks want to check it out for uh, their own mental health it's it's so crucial though that you find your tribe. Right. If you're lucky enough to have you're like your people that and, and it's funny, like I've been listening to my spider sense, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like I was talking to our, our buddy Adriano today about uh, a few things at his new place, um, you know, oh, about some things. Can that we we're talk trying. about how excited we are for that, please? It's going to be kick ass. Right. I don't, I don't know want to let the cat out of the bag for that guy because I don't know if he wants yeah, to. Like, we're going right? to let him do the release. Let him do it. Say anything. But man, let him do are it. we excited about something coming down the pipe? I told them when I start feeling okay next week, I got to swing on by because I got some ideas for a humane society perspective out there too. But yeah, it's just like, you got to find your, your peeps. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be face to face. I know we're all very busy, but like you said, the best, right. To me, we're talking to the group chat about, you know, finding time for the people that kind of fill your glass, right. Fill your cup and yeah. kind of be able to have that connection with them. That's my big, I don't know if that's my, my New Year's resolution, but definitely my, my intent for this year and something that I, I really want to strive towards is time is the only thing, the only thing that we don't ever get more of. So like you got to protect that so jealously and it's really hard and I, I think everyone sort of struggles, right? You've got tons of pressure from work and home and, and, and family and friends and, and acquaintances and community and you got to juggle it all and um, you got to make sure that you're, you're, you're doing stuff that you're going to look back and say like, I'm so glad I put the effort into those things. Right. Um, so that's a, that's a big one for me. Cause I found last year I was, my head was way too much in, in worrying about what comes next and what work I had next and, um, and not enough about sort of spending the time where, where I am in the, in the moment, you know? Do you think, and this is funny cause I sent you guys a TikTok on our group chat and, uh, uh, do you think, people are getting more of that mindset to saying, Hey, where it's not how much money I'm making or the prestige I might have with something, but it's where can I align those values that I have with an organization or a company that has that same kind of synergy with me too. Right. Like, cause oh, I, that, that, tic, that, tic, that. Oh, for sure. Like that TikTok I sent you about that lady Honestly. blowing up on, um, uh, on a group call just saying like, so, I guess she had COVID. I don't yeah. know the whole context. She had COVID. And one of her managers was like hounding her, like, where are you? Where are you? And she's like, ah, we're going to need this. See you later. I'm yeah. quitting. Good luck to the rest of you. Right. It's yeah. like people are in a position right now to say, yeah, you're hundred percent right. The most finite resource any of us have is the clock. It's time. Right. Yeah. I, th I think we've seen sort of an awakening, honestly, the, so not to date myself, but the youth of today. So like the Xenials that are coming into the workforce, sure. man, are they smart? And they're so connected with, the the impact around them and the impact they have in their communities and the work that they want to do and the purpose they want to have in life they won't stand for jobs that don't allow them to express themselves in that way and to have sort of a life beyond sort of the nine to five 
Um, and, and we're finding that, that the, the places that are doing the best, the businesses that are doing the best are the ones that are adapting to that, right. That are being flexible, that are able to offer this stuff. That's realized like, look, these people have lives outside of the work that they're doing. So let's try and support that. And they're going to do a better job because of it, right. They're more engaged. They're better at their jobs, uh, because they're happier in life. Um, and so, it's not, you know, not too uncommon to what, what we sort of saw around the turn of the century when they started giving factory workers enough money to buy the vehicles that they're creating. You know, it's this empowerment of like, look, you can have a life too. You don't have to just make things. You know, we all we all have the ability to sort of live live the lives we want. I think that's so crucial too. I mean, I came from um, a background, like when I was doing the traditional broadcast stuff, I mean, I was working around the clock. And at that point, single guy, no kids. There's a time um, for it, for sure. No, 100%. See, like yeah. um, Jim, Jim Rohn. I love Jim Rohn. Yeah. Um, fantastic. I, I love reading his stuff. I love seeing some of his 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 work on God Rest His Soul uh, on YouTube. And he says, life is like the seasons. And there's a time to sow. And there's a time to harvest. And the winter comes. And and I, I, I it's so profound to me, man. Because it's like, it's like, if I look back, like now me, as a 40-year-old dad, and, and it's like, I will not like in my position right now, I am very extremely happy with the back. Like I'm able to be there for yeah. my kid and yeah. I'm able to, I mean, I, like I've said to you many times, my nine to five is not nine to five. How many times have I messaged you guys saying, Hey, how about this? Course, yeah. It's like 10 yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah, it's and nine then, or then, 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We're all like that. Right. It's yeah, for hey, sure. got an idea. Yeah. Let me bounce it off you. But now I feel want to I go to bat further because I feel like I have that balance and I'm I can yeah. I can say like hey you need me to go out and perform I perform no problem yeah right but it's just such an interesting time we live in man in twenty twenty two yeah well it's the same thing with we tech right you're you're kind of always an ambassador to to what we stand for and what we do uh, in the community so um, you always have to sort of you know you're on right a lot so um so we got. Lots of stuff to look forward to. CMHA, uh, We Tech Alliance, yeah. kicking ass, doing great things for the community. We got lots of stuff we talk about. We got like a list of things we're going to dive into here. One thing I got to talk to you about, and we, I think we can just open it up to folks who are chiming in on the chat right now. Yeah. Um, Silver City. Oh my God. Ugh. Did you knew, did you have like a sense this was coming? Silver City? No yeah, more. If, if I you're did. not familiar. So. I uh, I had the great privilege of heading to the movies over the holidays uh, or right before the holidays, actually, to go see the new Spider-Man. Um, and I we sort of went in and, and it was sort of half empty and they had, you know, there's there's restrictions on how many you can go in and it just felt surreal. And you could just tell there's no way they're making enough money to keep these places open. Like, it's just, it's just not, not happening. You know, it's, there's so much overhead that goes into running a theater. Um, electricity alone must be insane, you know? So um, it's tough, but, uh, but hopefully what it means is, is sort of, they look at these new models that you're sort of seeing in the States where you've got these really cool sort of experiences, right? You go and you can order food and get, you know, drinks delivered to your seats and all that kind of stuff. I saw... Speaking of like that that whole dining movie experience, like the first time mm. I experienced that was 2017, uh, my first time in Disney. Uh, my wife and I went, Carrie and I went, and we saw Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, cool. And I kind of twisted her arm because like, we were at Disney. She's like, "You want to go see a movie while we're at Disney?" And I'm like, "Yes, 
I have to experience like you get a meal, yeah. you get a full it's meal. Probably a beer. lot more magical, hundred percent, right? hundred yeah. percent. And yeah. I, I remember like they had a little like desk light, uh, like and then you'd sit there and you'd get the buzzer, oh. and like, people would bring the food, and I'm like, oh, I would yeah. gladly, I wouldn't do it for every movie. I wouldn't do no. it for every movie. No, it's but, like for when you want to feel like a French duke. You know what I mean? Like bring me the popcorn. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um, no, I mean that's a cool. It's a cool model, and and it works. People pay for that. They have it in Detroit too. That's where I, I went to uh, Imagine Cinemas over there. But even like, look, we've got Lakeshore Cinemas here that are locally owned. They've got the cuddle chairs, so the arm goes up. So it's all you need. You know what I mean? And awesome popcorn, great food, awesome screens, and it's locally owned. So there's like there's places locally that you can support support local cinema too. They're playing um, the the uh, uh, the Pizza City you never heard of, um, which is a local documentary that they they've got on. They had on all over the holidays. So um, yeah, there's there's cool ways to support local even in our our cinema scene too. So here's my thing about the movies, right? So. From a Silver City perspective, so I was there for opening night back in 97. My dad is an architect in the city. And at that point, he was working with a firm that did the drawings for the interior design of Silver City. So he ended up getting tickets. And it was like they did like a a few nights or in a few different movies that you could check. And they weren't like blockbuster movies that were out at that time. But they were like in the last year. We saw Air Force One with Harrison Ford. Get off my plane. That's awesome. You know, the president who's like checking people off the plane, (laughs) right? And I remember thinking like walking into Silver City, I'm like, because at that point, we would go see the movies at Devonshire. Before Devonshire had the Cineplex Odeon in Devonshire, it was like where, and I'm really dating myself now because I don't even think that's there anymore, but like where West 49 used to be. (laughs) Okay. um, Right? Which isn't even in there anymore. But I don't even know. Yeah. Adam's like, hey, you're freaking old now, dude. Uh, no, but it's it was like in the middle of the mall, like where administration is. Mm-hmm. Like they used to have the theater there and it was like a three cinema. And then I we I saw like Batman. I miss those like three screens only type yes. places. Yes, like the palace yeah. in downtown. Well, the palace, the palace was really cool. Yeah, um, the one out in Forest Glade, I forget the name of it, but it only had three screens. It was like two bucks to go on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it was like legit. And, and I look at stuff like that and, and I've, I've seen so many movies at Silver City over the years, like so many. And I think now, like you're right, like the last time we saw a movie there was like, I think we saw Infinity War, Avengers 2019. Actually, that was the first, okay. the first one we saw Avengers movie on the big screen was there. And anyways, long story short, it's like I look at these things and, and, and I compare it to like what Ben Affleck said, like Ben Affleck was on this interview and they were talking whether or not Affleck was going to come back as Batman and the DCU and stuff like that. And they're talking to him about the future of movies. And Ben Affleck basically said, what you're going to see going forward for movies to survive is you're going to see limited screens. Mm-hmm. So not the, these 10 movie plex things. Yeah. And you're going to see sort of the big franchise tentpole films, your Avengers, your superheroes, your Disney films, your your event films be shown on the screen and you're going to see a lot of that content start to be put on yeah. as um streaming i'm looking over your tvs and your 150 dollars right. a month towards all the streaming products right yeah. like amazon prime and, and your netflix and stuff like that so my question to you would do you think that's going to like sort of develop into things over the next little bit I love streaming at home, man. Like there is very like to not have to leave the house and see people is kind of a wonderful thing. It's it's also very, you know, it's it's a good sort of opportunity to just relax and wear your PJs. Uh, you don't get to do that when you're at the actual theater. So I do I do love the model. 
I you have to go see some movies in theater though. You think about the way that you know the experience of going to see a movie and being able to share something with a bunch of people at the same time and the oohs and ahs of a crowd, right? That can't really be duplicated at home. So I think there's always going to be a place for them, but they're they're going to evolve just like any other business, right? Uh, your wife, Beth, says, I remember when the theater was there, so I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> I remember. Neither, neither of you are crazy. I'm also not from Windsor. I moved here at 18, right? So I remember. Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I, so the art gallery was at the mall at one point, too, <laughs> which was wow. like right near the bay. Um, so, Beth, thank you. Um, I, I, you, I agree with you, too. And, and I feel like now Marvel, to nerd it up a little bit here on the show again, uh, Marvel's providing, and you and I talked about this, uh, that experience movie going cinema, right? Yeah. So it's like you got people clapping and cheering for Spider Man, and Captain America grabs Mjolnir um, and oh, brings yeah. the thunder down, and the crowd goes nuts. And it's like, for me, not being a sports fan, that's my Super yes, Bowl. Yeah, movie. I'm the same way. I'm the same right? way. Yeah, you can get, you can geek out on that stuff and 100%. share it with people. Yeah. Last time I went to the theater, uh i i paid for d box i don't know if you've ever done this the d box seats are they like rumble and move along oh, so they're, on, really? they're all, they also recline but then they rumble and move and they've got some different like a haptic feedback and stuff like that it's ridiculous no one needs to pay the extra ten dollars to to do it but it was awesome and delightful and <laughs> the perfect way to get into the, the holiday spirit i'll tell you that much I'm gonna have to try that out next time we go. You don't get that at home unless you spend, unless you you have a, a rig for it. You know. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna pimp out your movie room, right? And and, yeah. and that's a that's a thing I said to care. Like our ba our basement's in, unfinished, but I'm I I I'm just like you, dude. I like to watch. It'll for me. It'll be interesting to see in the next five to ten years where Hollywood goes with this versus the subscription model, like yeah. Joshua just said here, like bundling bundling all the apps and calling it cable. But taking something like a Disney Plus and saying, here's seven hours of premium content that's shot like a movie in a single yeah. single story that we're going to drop weekly, like so in an episode format. And we're going to provide you that context with our gallery of content, whether it's Marvel characters or whatever. And you're going to pay, say, for a year subscription, $147.99. Isn't that hard so, to beat for entertainment value? Like, it really well, is. That's what I said. Like, like sign me up. Like, I, and yeah. then if I get a decent TV, I get a decent surround sound system. You yeah. know, me and the boy, Liam's starting to watch his stuff and actually sit and be oh, like, yeah. ask questions. It's like, let's go. Easily. I also got to say on Disney Plus, my guilty pleasure on that is the uh, the National Geographic piece to it. Oh, my goodness. I could watch just nature documentaries all day, all, all day, every day. Like the old man that I am at heart. I tell you, it's so good. It's uh, they have that IMAX experience for some of them too. Uh, Will Smith did a show with yeah, National Geographic called like Welcome to Earth or whatever, and it's yep. in IMAX. It's incredible. Oh, it's so cool! So Jeff cool Gold to watch. Jeff Goldblum's got that show too, right? That uh, World According that to Jeff Goldblum, yeah. I that's on my list of things to watch, right? So he's such an icon. I'm just I'm, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan, like, couldn't be read the books when I was a kid too before. Uh, actually being old enough to be allowed to see the movie and just like freaked out on it. It was so cool. So Silver City, sad to see. Um, so go. sad. But you still got Dumb Char. We got Lakeshore still kicking. Um, so hopefully. We still have Boonies, Boondocks. We still have uh, out in Tilbury. There's the uh, the drive-in theater, which is really cool. And then uh, hopefully we've got Whiff Under the Stars again for a third year because that's probably been my, my favorite part of Whiff 
in in recent years is that driving they did on the riverfront. That was really cool. I haven't gone, so it's 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 worth it then, eh? Oh man, it's awesome, and it was such like a really like safe experience. They obviously have like an army of volunteers to make sure everything runs smoothly, but um, it it couldn't have been run any more professionally. Obviously, they they do a great job, good team over there, eh? Yeah, Vincent Vincent Georgie's got a pretty good handle on things, and he kind of knows his stuff when it comes to movies yeah. and you know uh, getting people out there too. Yeah, see, Shelley's saying on the hey, bring back the drive-ins. Yeah. Right, I agree. I agree. And Joshua says, "Hey, Adam, Silver City Lot used to be a drive driving back in the day." That's right. Was it a really? Of, a lot of people were saying that on the. I think it was the Stars comments or even CTV's comments too, saying, "Hey, turn it back into this." And Jim McDowell says, "Outdoor drive-ins were the best." Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah you can't just, beat that experience. Eh? As much as going to the movies is an experience, drive-in is a whole other level. Funny because you know you have that you have that kind of experience, but then you can kind of look at things too from even like you know we're kind of doing that now with takeout, right? People ordering food from yeah. their thing and then sitting in their cars like they used to do in the 1950s when they yeah. have something. You, you know what I mean? Parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just interesting to see how that would go and how that's going to continue to go over the next little bit too. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Know. We'll see what people's ap- appetites are for stuff, right? How how they want to spend their money when the world opens back up, and you know, people are calling for the Roaring Twenties again, right? Where everyone's excited and going out and getting the chance to to connect again. So that's what I look forward to, man. That's what I'm hoping for sometime in the near future. I know you guys are in the Walkerville area, you and Beth, and uh, Adriano's out in that hood too. Wanted to get your thoughts. Wanted to get your take on the whole distillery square announcement that was made uh, over the last little bit with the Rosati group going to turn in some of those and, and Mike Berkovich and, the, and, and that entire crew really yeah. revitalizing Walkerville. What are your, what are your thoughts, takeaways from that announcement? I mean, I think we know that we need density in the, in the city of Windsor. That's something that we have to strive towards, right? In the core, but also in these areas that are, you know, super popular and people really want to move into them. Um, having these new units and that mixed space where you've got both sort of residential and you've got some commercial mixed in and you can have, you know, creatives and, and really sort of cool opportunities for people to collide. It's awesome. The more we can make this entire city a lot more walkable and a lot more sort of pedestrian friendly, um, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have people that are looking at us from sort of far and wide to see how we're doing it. Uh, cause that's, uh, that's what people care about. That's what the folks that are leaving their jobs on mass because they can't find balance, that's what they care about, is is a livable city, walkable city um, that they can actually sort of enjoy and, and, and linger in, right? You don't want to just drive through someplace. You want to be able to, to go slow uh, through your neighborhood. When I saw it on the news and I saw the announcement being made out uh, over the last little bit, and I've heard some rumbles about things going on there um, from a Royal LePage standpoint, uh, you know, working with Frank and his team, uh, because yeah. the Rosati Group is obviously tied in uh, with Royal LePage as well. But here's my thing. I think it's fantastic, right? And I think it's high time that somebody do something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also have a bit of trepidation with it. And here's why. If you rewind the clock to 2007, um, I remember when that section from Vito's Pizzeria, and it wasn't Vito's at that point, all the way to the old Kildare House, not Vito's Kildare, uh, Omaggio's Kildare House, but the Kildare House, and that whole section around Blackburn Radio there was just not good. Um, yeah. and, and that whole section. And then 
here comes you know he's a good buddy of mine Vito Maggio from from Vito's Pizzeria he opens up Vito's Pizzeria and that place just to the moon it's an anchor it takes yeah. off yeah. right an like, anchor and, then, and then everyone else starts filling in yeah everybody starts filling in and then they talk about investment and they talk about this and they talk about that so then you've got the late great Mark Boscario dropping mm-hmm. some dropping some coin setting up shop there mm-hmm. yeah yeah the Walkerville and then you go to you know Vito getting the Kildare house. And I used to, I dude, I used to hang out at the Kildare house all the time. And, and you see all these things happening and then I, you know, name drop Adriano again, Adriano busting his chops to kind of bring yep. people into that area. And that's 2007. Now we're here in 2022. I would say the thing that gets me excited and in a positive lens, I don't want to be negative about it in a positive lens that yeah. hopefully they can move it forward is you've got the backing finally of somebody like a Mike Berkovich, right? So yeah. he's got, the financing background, he's got the the resource background to say, okay, yeah, these are the properties I, I own. This yeah. is the developments I'm going to see. Because like you said, I hope this goes because I've heard about, you know, they've been talking about the One Dot Trade Center too, about yep. revitalizing that. Even when I was back at CBC five years ago, oh yeah, it's like, yep. let's revitalize it. Okay, like, okay, let's do it. So I, I just wanted to get it done, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think I look at the power, the power building. Uh, as a great example of what you can do with those those really old buildings, those historic buildings, if you treat them right, you sort of turn them into something that's a landmark or preserve them, you know, in some way, or even the university and how they transferred uh, transformed the old Windsor Star building uh, into the School of Social Work out there. Like, you can do so much with those old buildings and, and make them look so cool and magnet for people to sort of draw to them, right? Um, and I think when I see that red brick, you think of Toronto and what they've done with tip top lofts and all of those old factories that they turned into sort of the coolest spaces that people love for their condos. Um, I think we'll, we'll be able to have some of that too, and hopefully attract, uh, some of those type of, of, of folks down who care about that stuff too. Right. What makes me happy. And I agree with you hundred percent, brother. Um, what makes me happy about this is the fact that on the side of the Blackburn radio building, and I was talking to my friend Morgan from country 9859. I love Morgan. She- She's she's solid, right? Like solid yeah. people. Her and Kendall, love yeah. them both. Um, actually, Morgan's coming up on the show. Shameless plug. Uh, Is she? Yeah, Tuesday, February eighth at eight o'clock. See, so, yeah, I people are like, "How long are you booking in advance?" I'm like, "Dude, uh, yeah. anyways, yeah. 2025. I don't know. 2025, season six of the AVP. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they when they wiped out that mural, and I was saying to my buddy Jeff Burroughs, because Burroughs is on there too. He's like, "Well, I'm kind of bummed, but I'm also kind of glad oh, yeah. they kind of wiped Rose- it through." Yeah, Rosemary you know, so they've got, was on there. Yeah, yeah. the Athena mural, right? She did such a good yeah. job on that. You know, yeah. yeah. And it's like, boom, it's up there. Now we're ready to go. So now they just need to get going with, um, and they will, I think, with the University Wendat Street or uh, University Avenue West, like where the old yeah. junction, you know, the built that area up. corridor there from downtown the University of Windsor, and yeah, yeah it's uh, it's gonna be, it's all part of that Windsor Works plan, right? Of really sort of activating that that University Avenue street. Uh, for for some really cool stuff, some some forward thinking sort of future city stuff. So um, it's really neat. What's cool too is, and and I get to be in Windsor a lot more uh, in my role at the Humane Society, which is great because I miss the city. When I'm in the city doing work or visiting donors, um, I traveled down Dougal Avenue the other day, and it made me mm-hmm. really happy to see Dorwin Plaza uh, hopping, like the busiest I've ever seen it. Grow like born and raised. We used to go shopping at Dorwin Plaza when I was like five. They had a byway there and my mom would take me. Um, 
Uh, Byway was great, right? Like, love oh, Byway. Yeah. All my shoes. Uh, all my shoes are 100%. Yeah. Proud yeah. Full, 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 yeah. full on, right? <laughs> head to toe Byway. Um, but it's you see all the revitalization that I think the Remax Capital Group brought to that area and yeah. Albert and his team. And it, it just makes me happy to see that that stretch because it was so derelict and so defunct for so long. And it's it, it looked oh, good. Yeah. It looked good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks it's healthier, right? It's interesting. We've seen such a, a high turnover for retail in the last little bit. Obviously, a lot of businesses uh, haven't made it through, but really cool stuff popping up too. Um, Ottawa Street uh, is obviously near and dear to my heart. We live right here, and uh, I'm so excited to see new businesses there all the time. We just moved the uh, the um, uh, the art collective uh, that used to be in in Walkerville or, or old Walkerville is now on Ottawa Street. So we brought it into Uptown and. Um, just so many cool places there too. And you want to talk about revitalization, Amesburg and what Mr. Petty is doing, uh, with his bookshop and the ideas that he has down there is just incredible. It's a masterclass on how you do that. Um, it's been so cool to see. And, uh, Avon is a good friend of, of his too. So we've got to have the chance to speak to him and what an impressive human being. He is a solid dude in the sense yeah. that anytime when I was working at the CBC, and I needed um, that opposing voice uh, for certain things that were coming out. I could always count on Richard. I'd message him on uh, Twitter and say, Richard, can you give me some of your time and do a quick FaceTime interview for X, Y, and Z? And he was always so gracious. Came out to Liam's Blood Drive in uh, 2022 here in town. Um, so every time we get to see him That's in town, awesome. I make sure to spend some time with him too. But you're right. Like the bookstore here in Amherstburg, uh, first of all, it's beautiful. Second of all, because he's anchored himself in downtown Berg, yeah. Uh, you, 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 I'm starting to see a lot more different businesses pop out. Like there's a a really great bread and bakery shop right behind it now. You just launched that, yeah, yeah, and it's it's amazing. Like we went into it and it was like, oh my god. But it's nice to see that kind of stuff start to develop. But you're right, you kind of oh, yeah. need those catalysts, like your Mike Berkovich, like your Richard Petty, to kind of instantly set that private yeah. business money come in and say, okay, yeah. we're going to get it done. Honestly, industry just does it better. They just do it better than government. They, they're they're more intensive with with what they want to do, and they, they can get it done. The execution time is is that much faster. You need those private dollars to sort of help. And I mean, look at Detroit, right? You want to see it on a huge scale. Look at Quicken Loans. Look what they've done over there with uh, with private money and and really blowing up that space and and making it welcoming for just an entirely different sort of set of people. So really, really cool stuff. So in addition to the revitalization that we wanted to chat about tonight, uh, Adam Castle back on the show with us again. You're okay if we go a little bit into overtime here? I don't want to keep you. I know you got stuff yeah, to no, do. Let's, let's do it. Listen, I, the only thing I have after this is sleep, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, God bless you. Yeah, Carrie is always it, on my back. Yeah. Dude, dude, Carrie gets on my back when I like I go into overtime with folks, and she's like, okay, arms, they have like they have lives too. And I'm like, woman, like I I, I want to keep the flow going. Like we're just so getting like, into a groove, you know? to read and a bed to sleep. That's it, man. That's, it's Tuesday night. This is as exciting as I get, I hate to tell you. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm not going to twist your arm, but you tell me when yeah. you're ready to hit, hear hit escape, okay? Um, you know, one of the things I was going to say too is, you know, when you talk about the revitalization, you talk about pandemic stress. Mm. Um, I'm sure you and Beth, your, your beautiful wife have, have probably seen this out and about, um, sort of the good and the bad when it comes to, um, uh, interactions people have with each other. Public um, behavior. Yeah. Public behavior would probably be a kind word to say it. Yeah. Have you seen anything that you're like, man, get this person a raise, get this person a medal because they deserve it. Or have you seen the opposite? I'm sure you've probably seen the opposite Tons. of you're think, just like, yeah, you know. 
I think anyone working uh, frontline, nurses, PSWs, any of the medical profession, anyone that's on the front line from a perspective of grocery store workers or retail or anyone dealing with the public right now, because the public sucks as just a general group of people, they need more money and raises and accolades uh, beyond anything we can, we can possibly share with them. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's been a real tough time to, to deal with sort of the general public. Now people are anxious and they're scared and sometimes they're angry and nasty for no reason. Um, it is not an easy time to deal with sort of just, just people. So, um, yeah, if you're in any of those jobs, that's, <laughs> you all deserve a bigger, bigger amount of money for sure. Yeah. I just like, I get we're two years into this. I also get that this is going to be a long haul out. It's been a long haul in. It's going to be a hell of yeah. a long haul out. I get people are tired. Um, I get that people are working with a lot less and the expectations are through the roof. Um, I was at... lack of empathy though, right? Yeah. That's and the I, I, then I think people need to take crap off their plate. Right, Personal like if everyone's responsibility, feeling, right? Like, right? It's okay like, if you're having the worst day of your life, but you don't have to then go make it my worst day of your life as well, right? Like, like that doesn't that doesn't equate. I don't. Again, not my monkeys, not my circus, right? I told you that's like my new yeah. saying: not my monkeys, yeah. not my circus, right? However, I was getting groceries uh, at Sobeys here in the Berg uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm in line, and it's like really early in the morning. It's like seven thirty on a Sunday morning. And there's one guy working the checkout. There's like barely anybody in the store. They don't have the self-checkouts open, which fine, whatever. And I only have a few things. And there's a lady behind me and the guy's scanning as fast as he can go. You can tell he just started his shift at 7.30 on a Sunday morning, right? And she's looking at me, looking at the best register. Best groceries, by the way. That's the, the best strategy. Thank you. Because I cannot deal 100%. with... Metro, Dude, I, 8 a.m. Sunday. Sunday, 100%. boom. Yeah. I can't deal with the walking dead of the shopping carts where people are just like, I can't, I'm like, I'm like going around. Going around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I right, turn I'm, into one of the bad people. If I'm in that right? a group of that many people, I suddenly, I don't like anyone. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm kind of doing this too. And I'm, I just, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. good. I like to concentrate. Everyone that doesn't have their mask over their nose. Oh, I feel like. Don't get, I just look at it and I'm like, I just, Oh, like, <laughs> It's so, so, so much rage for three years. And why, why can't you cover this part of your nose? I know. And I just like, just, just tap it up a bit, just a bit. Anyways, long story short, she's, she's looking at the grocery line and then looking at things and she goes, um, can you open those? Can you, can you open those? And the guy's like, he's clearly new. I, I, sir, we can't like, ma'am, we can't. Oh, and then it's like the over-exaggeration, like, oh, oh, like throwing things down. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go over, like me personally, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go out of my way to be overly nice to the dude. Right. So, and like, cause yeah. I want to, cause I knew she was going to be an issue. As if right? it's his fault that no one else could work today except for him. Like, right. And then I'm like, so how's your day? He's like, oh, I just started. The board. <laughs> yeah. Right. So just started said, already taking crap. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for helping me. I appreciate it. You know, yada, yada, yada. Oh, have a great day. You too. And she's like, well, you guys should really da-da-da-da-da and da-da-da. And I'm like, the poor bastard is just sitting yeah. there and just taking it. So, yeah, I agree with you. They should yeah, be getting a ton of money. They paid enough for that. Percent. And I just wish no. people would just take a second to just go, ah, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I even, you know, it's like I, I go on both sides. I'm, I'm a very empathetic person. So I always try and see from, you know, where, where's your shoes? Maybe it was that woman's, you know, worst day of her life, right? But sure, again, you have sure. a personal responsibility not to make it someone else's at the same time. 
uh, in the, the Windsor Star the other day, there had um, um, the, uh, the letter to the editor was a, a complaint about the, uh, the vaccine clinic and how, uh, you know, they went online and made an appointment and the appointment wasn't really adhered to at the clinic. They're processing 4,000 people a day on volunteers for the most part. They, they don't have time to do that. They, we're getting free vaccine so that we don't get sick. It's we're, we're living in a wonderful space where this is able to happen because there's so many countries that don't even have that yet. And and there's complaints about it. It's it just it's all framing of perspective, right? Like maybe maybe I should think about it through the eyes of the people that are serving me. I'm sure they're doing a good job. We've got, you know, hundreds of volunteers that have been running the center for the last count like year and a half, two years now, right? Or yeah, year and a half since we've had the vaccine. So it's crazy. I don't know, man. It's uh take a, take a breath. It's okay. We cannot well we'll we'll all coexist here. Everything will be We're all right. All good. The thing is everything's good. The world's not on fire. We're good. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's anyways, right? Um how do you feel about 2022 and beyond like how do you i mean now that we talked i mean and that's not it i mean and i've seen acts of kindness i've seen people yeah. go out of their way and i mean there's so i've there's, seen there's... so much kindness so much kindness right. and so much i think in our business community um you look around and you see people supporting other people in ways that i never would even imagine right all of the the uh the patios a lot of them were sponsored by other businesses uh, that that are you know our tech companies sponsored easy mode for their patio. We've got you know businesses helping other businesses in the community. You've got tons and tons of community groups about helping and pitching in and uh, you know supplying people with what they need. Even at the height of the pandemic, you had people that were out of the goodness of their heart delivering groceries and going out when other people couldn't. And um, there's there's more good than there is anything else. It's just that that negative stuff gets gets more play. I think right. Um, and it obviously, you know, there's, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the stats. So I'm not even going to try it, but it's like, you need one for every one good thing or every 10 bad things. One good thing is what sort of negates it in your mind. Right. So it's, it's, you just need to hold on to those really sort of positive moments and remember them when you've got sort of a build up <laughs> build up of the bad stuff. Right. I think that's so important. And I think where you can kind of, like you said, fill the cup with people and, and things that bring you great joy. Like, you know, one of the things that we started to get into now, Liam is turning four uh, next, officially next Wednesday, but we're having our, That's his birthday party. Ever, it's it's ever. so awesome. Cause you Dude, get to teach him about all your favorite things and he gets excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm so pumped because you're right. It's like, he's he, right now. He's like, loves, he's in love with Spider-Man, loves Spider-Man. But, he likes the villains, right? Like he always wants to play the villain when you guys are fighting each other. Yeah, he'll play. He'll he'll say I'm Electro, or for Spider Man, he's always got to be Spider Man. But now he's been getting into, of all things, He Man, and the Masters cool. of the Universe. Oh, that's amazing! So I got him some foam swords from Walmart, and we play, and da 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 da. So he was going over to my my sort of gaming setup that I've got with all my classic systems and stuff on it. And the other day he goes, Dad, what's this? I go, That's a Super Nintendo. And I'm like, Did you want to try it? And he's like, Sure. So we literally, dude, played. Uh, we played Mega Man, we played Super Mario Brothers, and the one game that he was, like, we literally played for, like, 45 minutes, he was so enthralled with, Ghouls and Ghosts, or Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, that's awesome. That is and, not my favorite game. No, it's a hard freaking game. <laughs> it's no one's favorite game. 
no one's favorite game, but he loves it. Like today he got up from his nap and I'm down here working, doing some humane society stuff. And his grandma and grandpa were over and he's telling my, he's telling uh, my father-in-law about it. My father like, what, what, like what is ghosts and what? I'm like, no ghouls and ghosts. So we're playing it on super Nintendo and he oh, actually, he's so not, cool. he's not bad. So it just makes no, they, it's like good, you know, kids, man, kids get it. We, uh, we went to the cottage uh, last winter. We brought my niece and nephew. My nieces uh, just turned six or just about to turn six and uh and like brilliant she hopped on my super nes mini and was like crushing super mario beating levels in mega man that i've never beaten in the 35 years that i've existed and like has never touched this machine before she's just a digital native that was like yeah i'm gonna rock this and just stand back uncle adam because you, you probably it's cute what you've done but we've got real skills yeah. now so yeah but move yeah. aside here, old yeah, man. Let please, me try it. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was born with an iPad. Don't even, yeah. don't even try it. <laughs> but it's just a blessing though. Right. And then you just got to ah. kind of get back to that stuff to no matter what you do. So it's, it's, it kind of connects you to feeling good about things and feeling good about the future too. That's the thing, right? It's, it's, I think finding moments you, you sort of ask like 2022, are you excited? I'm excited uh, because I know there's going to be so many things that you, we all have to adapt to. We all have to change for. My hope is that when we do get back to whatever, I'm not even going to say normal, but whatever sort of a, a turning world sort of feels like is that there's changes that have been made because we've seen a lot of stuff that's broken over the last three years. That's not working for a lot of people. So I have hope for that. And I think, you know, we're moving slowly in the right direction. Um, but what I'm most excited for in, in 2022 is, is trying to enjoy every day, um, getting the most out of it, uh, you know, continuing on with, uh, with, with making sure that I'm putting myself first and my health first, um, so that I can be there for the people that I love and, and for the causes that I want to champion as well, you know? Um, and so just every day finding those different moments, whether it's, you know, with a moment with your dogs or a walk that you get to do. Just in the fresh air, if you're working from home and behind your desk for eight hours a day, like I am, um, yes, you can you can find those little moments sort of anywhere. But it's a it's a conscious effort to figure out what am I grateful for and can I appreciate it while I'm while I'm sort of in the moment, sort of experiencing it. Um, and it goes a really long way. Gratitude is this insanely powerful tool um, that uh, I think we can all use more of, my, myself included, for sure. I forget all the time to be thankful for the stuff that I have in my life. So, well, uh, you know, I, for one, am grateful for your time. And just before we wrap it up here on the show, Jim says, looking forward to masks coming off. I get to meet people I have not seen for a few years now. Me too. And okay. Speaking of that, who do you have for your first live in-person guest? Is that, is that, has that been spoken for? What's going well, on? Well, here's the thing. I, I, here's the thing about that. So I, okay. love... All right. I don't like where this is going. I'm not impressed so far, but we'll see. <laughs> I love doing this because it allows me to bang out an episode. Um, mm -hmm. It's not going to work. Put my kid to bed and then two minutes later go live. Um, I love doing over. that. I'll be that <laughs> dude, you can come over anytime. I've said that. Like this, the arms cave is is wide open for you, <laughs> Adriano, Ian. Come on over. But Beth I'd like to. Can he leave, please? <laughs> Beth would be like, please well, tell him to go home. Yeah. She'd be like, what's Carrie doing? I'm like, okay, you guys, ladies can go upstairs, yeah. have yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. glasses of wine. You know, you play Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. We'll play Nintendo. But what I'd like to do is eventually get into the field when I have time, when I have guests on and do segments in the field. So, so let's just say you come on the show and we're talking about 
something at WeTech or maybe a really cool tech company that's got some really cool setup. We go film a segment kind of like Letterman does with his Netflix show. Mm-hmm. And that we kind of lead into that. So we're on site filming it. And then we come back and ch- talk about it. So I'm hoping right. we can do that in this year. And I'm hoping I can get some support and some resources to do that. Because I think that's the next step for this particular program. So, I mean, you haven't invited me yet, but I'll be there. That's fine. I'll see you then. <laughs> Dude, I'll be there this, for is, sure. this is Make the open door. It. Yeah. No, well, you're, you guys, like you and Adrian are like, and Ian are like the Steve Martin and Martin Short <laughs> of the uh, the show, right? The five, five repeaters. So, right. but no, I appreciate your time, brother. You're a good guy. Awesome friend, uh, community champion, and you just keep kicking ass on everything you do. So, cause you're doing some great work. So thank you, sir. Well, this was wonderful. And thank you so much. And dude, you're going to be a dad times two this year. We've got a one-year anniversary for this show. It's uh, it's going to be a big one. I'm excited to see it for you. So excited to be on the journey with you as well. I appreciate it, brother. You're a good man. Adam, give my best to Beth, and thank you so much for joining me again on the show. Okay, bud? Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone, for watching, too. Have a good night, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Adam Castle from WeTech Alliance. What an awesome dude all the way around. Uh, just continues to do amazing work in the Windsor-Essex County community, and he's honestly a good guy, too. Uh, happy to have him on the program. Uh, Brianne, thank you so much. We appreciate it here on the show and watching and listening, uh, commenting on how much she enjoys the program. So thank you. We appreciate it. Another quick plug. We appreciate you thinking about other folks and how you can help save a life. We've got our annual blood drive for the Canadian Blood Services coming up on Wednesday, February 16th at the Knights of Columbus Hall in beautiful Amherstburg, Ontario. There are spots open. Uh, The drive runs from one till seven. Uh, I'll be giving blood that day. I think I've uh, asked Adam to come out. So Adam will be donating as well. We'd love to see you out there. Blood.ca, one triple eight to donate And hopefully we will see you for the big show and the drive itself. Next week on the program, next Tuesday, really excited to welcome a fantastic individual. Uh, she's done so much for Windsor Police Services. And she's got an extensive career to talk all things Windsor Police and more. I'm happy to welcome... us for that. Uh, Tammy's always a good chat and a really good person to talk to about uh, diversity in policing, the police service in 2022, and more. So I'm happy to welcome uh, Inspector Tammy Fryer to the program next week here on the Arms, Boom, and Leg Project. Uh, Have a great rest of the week. If you want more episodes of the show, you can go to our website, uh, armsboomandleg.com. All the information's there, all the podcasts are there, and all the links are there too for the live streams. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week.